On Thursday, ESCOM downgraded load shedding to stage two during the nights through this weekend, courtesy of new diesel reserves making it to the power utility. ESCOM received the major lifeline from PetroSA in the form of 50 million litres of diesel to keep its open-cycle gas turbines running. The turbines are meant to be run only during peak energy demand periods when the normal coal stations cannot handle the surplus. Some experts say ESCOM itself is in a financial bind. The latest diesel delivery means PetroSA is essentially now supplying diesel to ESCOM on a credit basis. Energy expert Professor Mark Swilling from the Stellenbosch University joins us now on the line. Thank you very much uh, for your time, Prof, as always. Um, this, uh, th- this particular move is, of course, welcome for South Africans, of course, who have been in enduring the painful load shedding. But for how long can, in fact, this, uh, um, this solution last for? Well, it's, 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 very, it's very temporary. Uh, we should not have any expectations that load shedding is going to end uh, anytime soon. As is made clear by ESCOM and government, uh, who are becoming more and more clear now, that we, we face load shedding for the next at least two years mm-hmm. while we construct new renewables and bring new generation capacity onto the grid. And that will create the space for ESCOM to then be able to properly take the machines off the grid to repair and rehabilitate them. Until then, it's going to have to back up the system when it breaks down uh, with the uh, diesel generators. Uh, And if the breakdowns are more and more frequent, more and more diesel will be required. And that costs an enormous amount of money. It, it would have been a, sh- a shock to, to many of us where one moment uh, uh, we were told there'd be no shedding or, or lo- a very low stage of load shedding. And then suddenly we were, we were up to, to four, stage four or five, I, I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken. It gives a sense that management at ESCOM doesn't quite have a handle on this. In, in your view, you prof, I mean, is, is you know, the level of unpredictability really of, of, of the state of the utility that high, that one moment we feel as though, okay, we may have a bit more energy supply, then suddenly it's it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, that, that, is, that is correct. Um, the, 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 you, it's absolutely the right word, unpredictability and, and, and uncertainty, uh, is that... Uh, that we've got 90 generation electricity generation machines spread out across our 15 power stations, uh, and when we hit that stage, stage, stage five, stage six, you know, that's nearly half of them that are down. And the big problem is that we have a combination of corruption, uh, inefficiency, aging, and sabotage. And that combination means that no ESCOM manager can wake up tomorrow morning and know with certainty what's going to happen. Uh, so I actually think they're doing an excellent job under extremely, extremely difficult conditions. Mm. For for Petro SA uh, to I suppose come come to the party in 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 such a in such a way, um, 
you know, there'd be some sort of a business arrangement uh, for for them uh, as well here. They essentially, I suppose, providing providing this diesel on, on a credit basis. What sort of risks do you, do you imagine that they factored in? Uh, we know that uh, ESCOM is is struggling in financial difficulty um, as well. And um, what, what what sort of risks, um, in in your view, Prof, would, would Petro SA would have been comfortable taking? Well, obviously, I mean, we, we don't have a lot of detail on exactly what mm. the arrangement is. Um, and obviously, they had to do things very, very quickly. Uh, but, you know, there is the, the Public Finance Management Act and also some other financial regulations which which take time. So some high-level political decision had to, had to get taken. And I'm, I'm sure we can safely assume that behind it lies a state guarantee mm. that somehow Petro SA will get paid out uh, in sometime in the future by, by the national treasuries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the likes of the DA have uh, this week called for ESCOM to be declared a ring-fenced state of disaster. Uh, what, what, what's your view on this, and, and does in fact, uh, cat, um, you know, categorizing it as such, would it help at all? What, what sort of difference would that make? Well, if, if, if it was legally possible, I, I, I you know, the, 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 the presidency back in July, he did look at, at several uh, options around a, a state of emergency, state of national disaster, like we had under the pandemic, and neither of them had the legal framework that would have actually achieved the objectives of freeing up ESCOM to be able to make decisions quickly uh, and more efficiently than what is possible under current regulatory environment. And I'm not sure what exactly, I don't think anyone's sure, what, what, what does a ring-fence state of disaster do? I'm not sure that the, that the, that the, that the legislation allows for that. Um, so, so what it would mean, if it was possible, it would say, okay, there's a state of disaster mm. uh, with respect to a particular institution like ESCOM, and the normal rules do not apply. What do is, is prepare the grid uh, and transform some of its own power stations into renewable-based power stations. Let's park it there, Professor Mark Swilling from Stellenbosch University, joining us on the line this morning. Thank you for your time.